burning, smoking, smoking on the up. You know that we can really ease your mind. Every time I smoke a river, that in know how it makes me fly. If everybody smoked the blood, we leave the mind, the world could be a better place. If everybody took a break, then we all just get wasted. Ah, yes, you're listening to Cannabis Corner on WNHHLP 103.5 FM, broadcasting live from downtown New Haven. We are streaming live on TuneIn Radio and newhavenindependent.org. We are also streaming live video on Facebook. Just go to facebook.com slash newhavenindependent or go to your Facebook page, look us up, and you can hit see first to hear and see all the great programs we have on WNHHLP. And you can also stream the show on the Greenhaven Media Facebook page. So here we are. It is another Monday, May happy the 23rd. Happy Monday, brother. Happy Monday. It happy is beautiful out. And it is beautiful here. So we both got beautiful days. It's New England. It's a New England spring day, brother. I love them. I love them. You know what I mean? It's something that I've always, you know, I've I've always said I enjoy New England as much as I love Puerto Rico, the island and everything. I, this is the part of the, this is the part of New England that everybody remembers and falls in love with and absolutely enjoys, man. Uh, Absolutely. New England in the spring is absolutely gorgeous. We were on the farm uh, doing some pots, doing a couple things. So that was really awesome. We got to. You know, today's actually my son's birthday, so big shout out to my son. Oh, uh, happy birthday. Yeah, so, you know, we uh, did the dad and son thing this morning and got some haircut. He got a haircut. He came to work on the farm with me a little bit, you know. Oh, nice. We work, we work on our birthdays in the Vega household. No days <laughs> off. <laughs> no days off, not even Sunday. No, we work harder on our birthday because we know that's more appreciative method and methodology. We understand that everything is is what we gotta do. So just keep working and pushing and pushing and working. Um, not saying there's good, plenty but... of time to rest later. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, who knows, right? But that was that. And Joe, there's a lot of we had a great weekend as well. So we really can't be too mad about that. It was a lot of really cool things that went on. Um, got to see some really awesome people. Got it was an exciting week in cannabis, at least in I guess corporate cannabis. Um, <laughs> yeah let's talk about that <laughs> so kibra our other co-host made a big announcement this week very excited for her very excited for her she will be teaming up with acreage to open up a cultivation and dispensary here in connecticut yes is it new haven um, I, I don't think it was specified the, I believe the article said that they're aiming for New Haven, but um, that's up to whatever, I guess, the powers that be in their side of the world do. But I'm very excited when the press release came out. Everybody, we were very congratulatory. We were very excited for her, um, for her endeavor. She worked very, very, very hard to make very sure hard. that hard worked out for her and the community that she serves. Um, and I, and you, And, of course, the cat's already out of the bag with you. So both of you could possibly be cannabis cannabis owners within the next six months, cannabis legal business owners within the next six months. That is exciting. And all you're waiting for is approvals. 
So, I mean, for me, this makes me happy because I know that two people who have, who really care about this community are going to be able to contribute and serve the community in the same manner that they always have with care and compassion and, and consideration for the community at large, making sure the products are good, making sure everything's top notch. That's what I, I'm excited about. I appreciate that, Joe. Just all we ask is give us the benefit of the doubt. Trust us. That's all. That's you know? right. That's <laughs> right. That's why there's so many regulations. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I was in the music business for years, dude. And I ran an independent record company, independent record label. <clears throat> and the goal was always to take your project or your artist and partner up with a major label. You still maintain creative control, but you had the backing of their money and their marketing and everything that goes along with that. And I can tell you, I made two or three deals that way and I never had a problem dealing with the corporate end. They always were good and allowed us to do our thing. So I want people to know that even though corporate people get involved, the big companies get involved with your business, as long as your deal is set up properly and you are the main owner, then you still have control no matter where the money is come. All you have is resources. I tell everybody, do your protesting, do your social advocacy. I don't say don't do it. I agree. Opinions are, every opinions are exactly what they are, and we are allowed to have them. And the best part about being an American and being here in America is that we have the right to do that. So you want to get right. out there and protest the things that you want to protest? Get out there and protest the things. That, I'm not going to tell you not to. I am right. most, like I'm one of those super liberal individuals. You see something wrong, go ahead and make your noise. I'm completely cool with it. I hope it. And the advocates were completely and directly responsible for making sure to change the rules that were going into play. All the fines got lowered. There was a lot of success today and in in a lot of success this year in their advocacy. So and absolutely. So absolutely. Sure that credit is due there and big, you know, big shout out to Fifth Gang, big shout out to all of them that are out there, you know? So I as agree. Long as, they, as long as they keep showing up and being at the Capitol, those opinions will be heard. It's when they stop and nobody's there is when you can't really complain about it too much. And they know we, they always have the support of our show. That's they, right. No matter what, they, you know, we support the cannabis community on all levels. All, all the want. different. Because there's also that, that where we go. Now we're going to go into our event section where yes. these different communities, each one of these little clubs and organizations are subset communities of a larger cannabis culture in the state yes. um yes. So say i'm doing it for my community remember there's 15 20 40 different small subcategory communities that are here so um, not only categories but businesses yeah that are here right? you know and i give a big shout out to hefes garden hefes hardine they were big shout a big show out at the uh at the conference this weekend and they got a lot of things going on and they're a big push is that they are a social equity applicant, that they have funded their own. Um, they only were able to put two or three licenses applications in, but they're looking to put more and they're selling pipes, selling glass, selling time. They're, they're 
grassrooting it and we're going to make sure we do whatever we can to make sure to push the idea and push their knowledge and make sure that people know about what and they have on down there. Yeah, to my point again, hopefully I'm hoping they get a license because I know they will do the community right. Right. And, and that's that, what's I important. hope somebody sees what they're doing and says, I want to back these guys and put a hundred licenses for them. That's right. We'll talk about the licenses after the events because there's quite a bit that have been applied for. So, so this week, it's Memorial Day weekend, so there's plenty of events coming up. Tonight, if you want to go out, <clears throat> we got Lit Up Monday, uh, and you can inquire at Sweet Leaf Living. And then tomorrow, look at this event, Lou. This is something interesting. Zazzy's Infused Pizza and Hot Honey. This is tomorrow night uh, from 5 to 9 p.m. I'm very excited. Pipe pizza and hot honey. So uh, that you can find uh, at Zazzy Chef Pop-Up at eventbrite.com. Chef for Hire in New York is doing another event on May the 25th. So just that, real quick, Joe. Yeah. The events that we're talking now, these aren't similar. These aren't sessions as people want to listen and see what they're going on. These aren't sessions. These aren't those vendor style things. These are things that are actual book club type of events. So you're going yeah, absolutely. To, you're going you know, to socialize. Exactly. So that's where the biggest part of these, these are literally big networking events with a great theme that, so go and enjoy yourself and really look forward to those type. It's not, uh, so that way, as people listen, it's not what's going to get you into that grayish area, but they're more of those book club events. That's something that you, you're going to go for that socializing versus. And, and to have some pizza and hot honey. Bro, <laughs> chef for hire, great events. These are all culinary dishes and things. You know what I mean? You're and going there for an experience. That's right. Go get those. These are amazing experiences. So all these groups that are putting these experiences out. Go there and, you know, and experience what the culture has. Exactly. And then, of course, we have now here's another event on Wednesday. That's another one. Artist Night. So this is going to be a showcase of local artists. And Madeline's Empanaderia is running it. So, you know, there'll be some good food served there as well. So this is about enjoying food, enjoying some great art with your friends and There's having a good time. Word. Oh, yeah. It's spoken word. These are events that are poetry. Um, these are showcase dance. These are small events in a small private location that just check them out, man. And, and this is that experience that you're looking for. Exactly. And of course, we got the regular events, Turpy Thursdays. Now your green light to recovery. Here's another event. Aaron runs that. That's a nice event that's focused more on wellness. This a, so the green light to recovery is a support group that also runs that you're, you know, and this is for a lot of people who are living a Cali sober life is what they're with. The like me. Yep. Where you don't consume alcohol or drugs, where you just use the plant-based medicine of cannabis as your regimen. Most individuals are card-carrying members. They're, you know, medical users. And so this is another program that's being developed by Erin, and she's absolutely amazing for doing this. We work with an organization um, out of Massachusetts as well, um, Green Living. And this is this is a big part of the culture now for sober culture. That includes plant-based medicine. So exactly right. And every week we will always support what they have going on there because it does offer an alternative to those who may enjoy alcohol or back in the past who have recovered from alcohol or living the journey. So I'm very excited about that, Joe. 
Absolutely. I support it 100% because I'm on that Cali Sober trip myself. So, all right, we got Faded Fridays on Friday. Here's another cool event. It's called the Burnout 2. Now, this is a motorcycle event. So That's this is a motorcycle gathering specifically themed for those who ride motorcycles and they're motorcycle enthusiasts. So this is another good one. Themed Not event. Early a cannabis event. That's right. And then who runs the world? Here's another one. This is a free event for ladies. Men, of course, can go too, but it's specifically for the ladies. This is free. It's just to come down, hang out and, and do what you want. Take your education, learn, hear a seminar. These are this is where the culture is right now. And we're, you know, it adapts and we're excited for that for that to happen. Exactly right. And of course, Jungle Sesh, Turpy yep. Saturdays, Stoner yep. Sunday, Friday, all the regular guys who've been doing yep. this for a while. And we, we love support them as well. Yep. And you can find the information there. And Green so now, Haven Media. That's right. So now let's go over this week's event. What 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 happened this week? A couple of things before we get our wonderful guest in this week because I'm super excited about this week's guest. You, everybody knows, but I and you're I down with can't with crypto, crypto, right? I love all the. I'm super excited for today's show. So this week, Joe, we were at MJ Unpacked, um, another corporate investment style event that was for registered accredited investors, um, registered accredited investors as well as already licensed and app applying brands and people looking for investment. So everything was vetted. Um, they do these out in Cali. They do them out in more of the, in LA and, and they do them in Washington. They do them in Vegas. They do them in Arizona. You know, now it's finally made its way to the East coast and they did them in New York city. Um, so we were able to go down. We got to see some of the favorite brands that we produce product for like her highness and miss grass and all those other cool organizations. And, um, we went down with, with Merida. So it was a good time. I got to see Kiber there. There was some, uh, Chris, our good friend, Kristen Jordan spoke. <clears throat> Let's talk weed from Daryl Black was up down there. Major Bloom, our friend from Rowan Relief. There was a lot of really cool organizations and businesses that we have been able to work with and gotten to know throughout this cannabis um, industry. And I was really nice to see that. And then we had Expo Can. Um, this weekend where it was great. We had a, we had a completely packed seminar for the group that introduced the, uh, the great group that we brought on as well as everything else that was going on. It was a great event. Um, Mohegan sun was, was lit green ultimately for the day for both nice. days. So it got to see all of our great friends. We saw Colleen from Cushley, um, Jeff from, uh, Jefe Sardin. We, we saw all the standards, all every dispensary was representative, every grow facility was represented. It was a pretty packed out place. So for the room they use, it was very exciting. Very, very exciting, Joe. Very cool. I'm glad everybody had a good time. And I know we were represented up there very well. And, uh, you know, we got uh, Kiever's doing a conference too in uh, June, as a matter of fact. So we're looking That's forward right. to that. She had a big article released about her on The Current. That's but right. Yeah, since we got a couple minutes, I wanted to bring something up to you, Lou, that I found that I ran across. It is a new ruling by the feds that made Delta A completely legal, just like hemp. That was something new that did pass through. Yes, sir, Joe. So they're still working through a lot of those memorandums and getting them through um, because hemp, Delta A is a hemp-based product. So... 
that's where the, the whole battle of that has been going. So as these rulings keep coming out and opening, it will be more apt to have those Delta 8 products that are hemp derived out there. You know, the hemp plant has many different cannabinoids. It holds all the cannabinoids. Um, and what's illegal is that Delta 9 um, naturally occurring. Well, it's, yeah, it's legal, actually. But yeah, not legal to sell in stores. So this goes against what Connecticut had previously stated, that they were illegal and they couldn't be sold in stores, only in dispensaries. So now I guess Connecticut retailers will now be able to carry Delta 8 again. True. We we are hoping, we are hoping and we are looking and we are pushing. And, you know, these are something through the Connecticut Hemp Industry Association. We're looking to continue to look this all up. And if we can get proper rulings and proper ideas, we can have our producers actually start putting things together and our retailers will be excited because they can start offering different product offerings. You know, so it's pretty, it's an exciting time, one might say, Joe. It's still rules and regulations are being wrote, written, understood, you know? Yeah, it's an exciting time. It's exact, you're exactly right. A lot of people will look at it like, oh, it's a scary time. But no, you got to look at it like things are changing. Things are moving quickly. You just got to get on board, take the ride and do what you <laughs> can to, to help steer the train. Do you know what I mean? And that's it. Um so, you know, I'm excited about what's happening all over in cannabis. You know, I'm looking forward to seeing the license approvals come out. I mean, I can't wait for that, <laughs> obviously. But, you know, I'm looking at it and, you know, I don't know if you know, but there have been 30,000, and this was as of last Thursday, so it may, 30,015 lottery applications have been submitted for all the eight different cannabis business. Wow. So that is a very large number. And it looks like the majority of them were in the retail sector. Over half of them were looking for the adult use cannabis retailer license. There are 8,360 social equity candidates and then there are 7245 general lottery and then the next one would be the micro cultivator one which has 5530 social equity applicants 2936 general lotteries so yeah the competition's heavy i mean the obviously the ones with the least competition i could tell you right now is the product packer the transporter license food and beverage manufacturer and and product manufacturer (laughs) delivery is the third highest so between micro uh retailer micro cultivator and delivery seem to be the three most popular (laughs) And then the other four are trailing behind. So I'm thinking, you know, there's, it's going to be a lot of competition. I can't wait for them to start actually approving. And you know, as well as I know, a lot of these deadlines have passed. Some of them are still in effect through June, but a lot of them have passed. So all the, all the big ones you mentioned have passed. That's right. So when do you expect or have you heard any word about when they expect to actually start approving things? Joe, (laughs) I wish I knew because I, uh, I, uh, 
I call this stress purgatory right now, you know, to keep super 100. Like we applied for the 149 and we know that at least the 149s are being, um, you know, keeper did the press conference and got that going her. So we're all in the same boat. So all we know is that right now they're being reviewed. Right. As per the last social equity council meeting. So that that's all I know, Joe. That's no, all you know. That's now this all. uh this also goes for the corporate guys too. They oh, still the need to be ready. Guys. They yes. still need to be approved for their hybrid licenses, right? 49 and the hybrid licenses have gone in for review. So everybody's kind of in the same boat, at least for these 49 licenses that you they're all waiting for approvals. So nobody's got a leg up as of yet. As no. of yet, nobody's got a leg up. All those approvals have to go through. Then they have to start their zoning and start their business build outs. And we get 14 months to become operational. So all that stuff is has to be pushed through and has to really work hard to make it happen or the planning has to be in place. And then the lotteries have to start going, start going through. And, um, you know, they should have the system down packed by that point. So now it should be a quick appro- uh, process of at least, uh, you know, if you didn't fill applications out or something like that, they could go through that and weed those out and they can um, weed out uh, all the different groups and they can start putting them together and they can pull those numbers. Because once that data is imported, Joe, you know, we see randomizers all the time pick things out in 35, 30, 40 seconds. So once they just verify what it is, you know, they can go from there. Um, that's the way I'm looking at it because it's all digital already. Everything was entered digitally. It was assigned the number. Realistically, those numbers can get pulled over. It can be randomized and they could pull the licenses. This is how I, you know, I don't, I'm not a lawyer who wouldn't know the process or things like that, but that's what I would start to think. And boom, you can get those things and then vet, vet the, uh, vet yeah, the a lot of people don't understand that it's a randomizer. They're not going to get the balls. Like uh, maybe I, you know, I don't know. May, I, maybe I'm speaking on a turn. I don't, they're not, I, but I don't think you're going to see the balls in the, in the thing like the lottery. Nah, bro. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's going to just, that, the way that these things all work are randomizers nowadays. And that way it keeps it super easy going. You know, those, they'll, they'll pick, they'll randomize and they'll spit out 40 licenses across the board. And then that's the end of it, you know? And then they'll get ready for round two. Right. Now, my question to you, Lou, is um, people have submitted all these lottery applications, right? And let's say one of somebody gets picked and then they vet them and they decide they're not qualified. Do they have to vet every lottery application prior to putting them, let's say, into the ram- in the randomizer? I don't know what they're going to do. I hope this is my simplistic oversimplified mind i would put everybody that applied in run the randomizer for double the amount of run the randomizer and then it spits out a random list that random list is where you start checking into it so if the first one is good then it's good if the second one is bad then that's bad if the third one's bad then that's bad the fourth one bad that's bad go back fifth one's good good you know what I mean? Right, right. So that's kind of where I'm, I'm thinking. So as long as they like pull a list of a hundred, 
you know, the randomizer spits out the top 100 choices. That at least puts you into, you could actually supply a number. You know, our randomizer came through and it randomized everything. All the applications were randomized to this number. Here's the new accepted number. And we just literally just went down the list. Right, right, right. So we hope they get into that process soon. I don't know if they're going to wait till all the applications close. If, if that's the case, we have till another two weeks before they all close. Right. It'll be another two weeks before we know who's winning the first round. And so, and that could take a month or two, you know, just because of diplomatic timeframes, everything goes by meetings and meetings take, you know, whether once a month. So like when we start the beginning of the, you know, when we start the beginning of the uh, week, I apologize. When we start the beginning of the month, we'll with that first social equity council meeting. And then from there, all subsequent meetings would happen from there. So the next week is another council meeting, sub-council, sub-council, sub-council. And then everybody report back in the beginning of the month. And then they report what they did in the last month. And, you know, that's where that's where this is exciting. But at the same time, it's kind of a process. And we're still very excited about it. Yeah. And, of course, you know. Um, so, look, I have messaged our guest. I have texted him and emailed him i have not heard back so <laughs> that's okay we're still having a great conversation and if he pops in he pops in if he doesn't he doesn't but we'll continue this conversation because there was so much that went on um you know we could talk a little bit more about expo can we can talk a little bit about the event this week i also ran into our good friend um mark shepherd from NECAN. So we got. Oh, to talk did you? About, yeah. So, you know, I'm very excited. We're very excited because um, we're officially right. We're going to officially be. Uh, we'll be yeah. working with them, helping putting together the speaker panel for them. Yeah. Joe, is Mark. Joe. I'm very excited for that project for you, Joe. You got a great. Uh, a, this is what you do, Joe. You know yeah. what I mean? This is this is one of those. Uh, everybody's finding their little niche in something, Joe. You've been doing educational panels, and I'm very happy that this is something that you're going to be able to do now. Um, integrate all your great connections into it. Integrate all the stuff that you're doing. I'm really super excited about this, and you know, it's it's full circle, brother. And I'm so proud to say that I, you know, you're doing this, and it's and so I'm like, man, this is exactly what Joe was looking to forward to do. Connecticut's legal. We're going to have some really dope things coming in. Nikan's coming in. Joe's going to, and Joe's like, boom, they came right to you first. Like, it was like, boom, I'm so excited that they knew where to really well, start that look there. A lot of people don't know. I did help them put together panels in the early days. Right. And I, I put a lot of educational programs in at Nikan when I worked with the school. We, we did a lot of stuff there. So Mark and I have a long-term relationship. And you're right. He wanted to make sure that whatever was he was doing in cannabis represented the cannabis community. And he knew I did a good job before. So I'm very excited. I'm looking forward to it. So there you go. Anybody who wants to be speaking or have a table or do whatever at the next knee can, which is a year from now, <laughs> mind you. Oh, but yeah. there is a discount right now if you do register by the 30, 30th of June. So I just wanted to say that, but let's get to our guest because I know you've been really excited for this guest and I have as well. So let's get right to Mr. Ryan Hunter. And he is the Chief Executive Officer for the Crypto Cannabis Club, 
a groundbreaking new community that bridges cannabis and crypto to create value, utility, and gamification for our NFT club members. Our rapidly growing global community includes educated, progressive, and digital art aficionados, high-frequency cannabis consumers, and crypto enthusiasts that seek to engage authentically with one another, as well as cannabis brands, artists, musicians, and advocates. Ryan has nearly 20 years of technology industry experience, several years of securities and capitals markets experience, and more than seven years of experience in the cannabis industry. Ryan was previously the COO for Willie's Reserve, Willie's Net, Willie Nelson's cannabis brand, and currently serves on the board of directors for Redwood Roots Distribution and is an advisor for Heisman, the new cannabis brand from Ricky Williams. Welcome to the show, Ryan. It is a great, it is a great pleasure to have you on. You are truly considered one of the new innovators in this industry. And we have wanted to talk to you for a while. So thank you for coming on and welcome. How are oh, you? thanks, Joe. That was a mouthful. Jeez, I need to, <laughs> I need to trim that bio back. Holy cow. <laughs> well, I like to give the guests a real good intro so everybody knows where they're coming from. Because I know you are from West Coast right now, right? I'm in Denver. Yeah, we're in Colorado. Almost there, but not quite. Mid-coast, right? Very cool. So Crypto Cannabis Club. You started out in the cannabis industry, right? Working with Willie over seven years, doing different things. What was the impetus to get involved? And, you know, who had the idea? What, what brought this about? Yeah, so the, the club was originally started by two brothers. Uh, and they had also spent a lot of time in the cannabis industry, close to 10 years. Uh, they had worked in Colorado and Oregon. Uh, and they were based out of Florida originally, came back and worked there. And they got this idea about a little over a year ago uh, after they had started getting into cryptocurrency investing and uh, started collecting NFTs themselves and just saw there really wasn't an NFT community out there that was cannabis themed. So they got the idea um, they kicked that off last year. I met them last summer, not long after they launched the collection. So the collection was launched on July 30th or 31st. And then uh, the NFTs went on sale then and they sold out after about a week in August. And I think I met them later in August. A friend of mine had heard about the collection and said, hey, you got to check this out. So I, got, I met the guys and just said, wow, I, uh, I'm blown away by your vision for what you're trying to do here. This all sounds really interesting. How can I help? And so I basically just raised my hand as a, as a helper first. And, uh, you know, one thing led to another and now I'm, I'm doing it full time with them. So it, it's been a ride. That's very, very cool. So, um, all right. So now the Crypto Cannabis Club, it's uh, uh, when you get an NFT, right? There are other things that come along. It's not just a piece of digital art. There are other things that come along. You guys have sponsored events. You've done a lot of different things. So I, I wanna make it clear to people, you're not just buying a piece of digital art. When you join the club, you get benefits and a lot of different things come with that. What are a few of the things, a few of the perks someone would get if they were to join the Crypto Cannabis Club? Yeah, that's a great question, Joe. We're really trying to provide 
experiences just like any other club and nfts happen to be the membership card for this club but for folks that are into uh gaming and uh virtual worlds we have uh we're building out properties in two different metaverses um we're we're building uh, a play and earn game it's a, a breeding game with virtual cannabis plants um, so those are some fun things that we have going. And then on the real world side of things, we have partnerships with two dozen different cannabis brands and accessory providers, folks like Old Pal, Heisman, Dr. Dabber, King Palm, and a ton of others. And then we also have our own events. So we have smaller events that we've done at, at industry meetups like the MJ BizCon Cannabis Conference in Las Vegas, Art Basel, which is a big art event in Miami, NFT NYC. So we've done meetups and things like that around those big events, but then we also host our own events. We had a spring break trip in, in Playa del Carmen at the end of March, and then we had a big 420 celebration in Los Angeles last month and we'll be doing more of those as well so it's a way for people to get together in the real world and we also have community members that are starting to form real world clubs and chapters all on their own all across the country and even in other parts of the world where they're getting together uh, in the real world to sesh and hang out and it's, it's really cool to see that and then we also, also yeah I go ahead Luis. Simon so a little bit about what we have going on. Um, I own seven. So <laughs> I'm amazing. Open. I own seven. I own 10 plants. Um, so early investor into the company, into the program. I was very excited when I was on the Toker Talk, when you were introduced as well. Uh, online, I'm the Wepa Lou. Um, we're in the Northeast here. Uh, DJ Sending Mary Palmer, another friend of the show, is another uh, portion. And then we, uh, we've been trying to get in contact with you, but we offer discounts and admission to our shows and events if you're a token holder. Um, you know, we're looking to formalize that a little bit more as well, which we'd love to do. Um, we did the big Fuga de Chao up in Boston at uh, the Nikan event. We I was at NFT New York, uh, a bunch of buddies, a buddy of mine has his project. We drove the bus down. We all hung out at the bus with a bunch of the apes. So I'm super excited about this project. And this is something that, um, you know, I talk about, we, we love it so much that we actually, every one of our staff got gifted a toker so that they can attend the in life, in, the in real world events so that they're able to actually travel and have something in their wallet that says they are a member. That way they can do take advantage of the real world uh, partnerships as well as, you know, I, I, I was out in California and I happened to come across this really cool bag with a toker on it that I was able to order and actually in real world buy cannabis and get an NFT. And it was super exciting. And, you know, there's uh there's a bunch of, I really want to throw some, is it cool if we throw some alpha out there? I think there's a new project coming out. If you hold five tokers, you're a whale and you actually get put on, you know, get a chance to get out there. So really start, our, I want our listeners to know that the digital space, the crypto world, the cannabis world is all mixing together. And this is going to be absolutely huge. And this isn't just something that you find on the internet. 
There's tokers that are at events, every one of the session events, every one of the, the in real world events. If you come to any of the gene trader events, you'll find some tokers. If you come to any of the conventions this weekend, we were, you know, met up with other guys at the Expo Can event uh, down at MJ Biz, uh, MJ Unpacked. We, I met a couple guys down there, guys and gals. So this is a super exciting thing. And, um, you know, what's the, what's that next thing that's coming up? What's I'm super excited. Yeah, well, uh, man, you're you're our new hype man, Luis. I no. <laughs> yeah, we we've got a bunch of stuff coming. We've got a game that's coming out in mid June, so that'll be just a few more weeks. We're excited about that. That's been taking some time, but we're getting there on that one. And then uh, we do have a fun collection for our community members that we're we're dropping here in a couple weeks. It's a way for the community members to flex a little bit and get some additional uh, benefits layered on top of what they already get. And then at the end of June, we're launching a collection called the Nomies. And those are gonna be fun. They've got uh, a psychedelic theme to them. And those will have a bunch of other benefits that are related to psychedelic products and experiences. Oh, that- I love it. <laughs> that the idea is just keep adding more people to the club. I got to become a toker, man. <laughs> no, well, we're going to make sure we get you one some way. I'll, I'll get on there. We'll take it. I'm going to get, we're going to get you a toker, Joe. I got to be, I got to become a toker. Are, you know what? We were talking to an NFT project in Puerto Rico as well. That's kind of cannabis psychedelic theme. Uh, the THC group with he bottles. Um, so that's that's a Puerto Rican NFT project that I'm also a part of. Um, early investor into that one, and they've really been the the in Puerto Rico the cannabis and crypto scene has seemed to just meld together pretty heavily, you know. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, I'm here in Puerto Rico, and oh yeah, I, Ryan, that's right, <laughs> we're broadcasting in Puerto Rico as well. So just yeah. this is all over. So yeah, and I wanted that. Yeah, no, I think Puerto Rico now they actually the government itself is starting to. Um, adopt blockchain and there is a lot of crypto things going on here ryan have you ever thought about doing something down here or starting a local chapter here i let's go i think the local chapters are the local chapters are going on their own people are just doing it so if, if there's tokers in puerto rico let's let's have a chapter for sure and yeah, I mean, you know, we would love, you know, the product that Luis was talking about, we're trying to get that into uh, other states besides California and other countries as well. So, yeah, there's a lot of possibility for that. Very, so, very cool. So what we were talking about earlier, and this kind of uh, knowledge in Connecticut is opening up their programs, and we're talking about the producer, the product producers and the uh, food and beverage portion as well, cultivators, you know, this is something that would be really exciting. And you know, knock on wood, God willing, everything, you know, to whatever deities that anybody goes to. If I get one of these, uh, if everything goes too well, I would love to put one of these guys on uh, on one of the packages. And it's so just, yeah, yeah. You can, and, and you can do that. That's one of the great things. We, we really pride ourselves on the artwork. And uh, once you buy one of the NFTs, you have the intellectual property rights to that image. And if we have, uh, there's, there, I I don't want to spill any uh, beans, but there's definitely cannabis brands that are going to be incorporating those images into their own labels. So we love it when that happens. 
yeah, so mentioned this, that. This is one of mine. Everybody can see this. This is one of my tokers, you know, and it actually right on the bottom has got my, you know, my ENS address, webalu.eth. And, you know, these things are cool. I, I love these. And we did, you know, make them stickers, put them on stuff. You know, we, we always got them going. So it's a nice way to individualize your own branding and be part of a community that, that doesn't necessarily get all the shine all the time, you know? Yeah, no, this has been very enlightening for me because I've kind of dabbled in crypto and NFTs, but I never really understood the synergy between, let's say, because you got, I love the way that, I mean, I'm old now, but to hear you guys saying in the real world. So now we're in a place where there's the virtual world and the real world. You know what I mean? Which is kind of interesting. It's crazy. You know, (laughs) so this, Joe, this is like, uh, when I was a kid, I played World of Warcraft. Do you know what I mean? That game is 20 something years old at this point. And, you know, we used to in that in our in our little nerdish online community, it was like, oh, in the real world. And this was something we were talking about 20 years ago. And now it's so mainstream. It's crazy. It is. It is. And it's it's actually true. I've realized this a while ago that we do actually have two layers of reality. And one is the real world and one is now the virtual world. And, and this is something where they can combine. You know, I never saw where the two could really merge except for using it for purchases and contracts and the different things blockchain could do. But now I see, just by talking to you guys, the, the potential of what this could be, the whole NFT and real world connection. Hey, and no. I think it's a beautiful thing. I got a question. You know what we should do? We should look through the... Uh... So you can purchase these on the secondary market on the Coinbase NFT site or OpenSea. Um, we got to get you looking through there, see if you like one of those things and see if we get. And I'm thinking like a whole thing for the show, man. Two tokers standing next to each other. You know, we can- I'm thinking <laughs> that, you know, I'm, I am thinking that. And, and you so know, I, that's the direction I'm headed. Yeah, there's some bald ones in there, Joe. <laughs> Uh, we got some bald ones, yeah. <laughs> okay. Love you, Joe. Yeah. Well, so Ryan, you talked about some different brands that you worked with, that you're working with now on the within the Crypto Cannabis Club, right? Right. Um, which who are you working with now, and how would somebody who has a cannabis brand get involved with you guys? Do you have a certain process that you have to go to uh, go through? How does that work? Um, yeah, so it, it's really straightforward and, and we have new partners coming on board every couple of weeks or so. Basically, what we ask is that they can provide a discount to our community members. And that ranges from somewhere you know, around 10% all the way up to, I think, Dr. Dabber provides our community with a 30% discount on, on their product. So it, it kind of depends on um on on the offer but that's basically it so they offer our community members a discount and then we do uh weekly on wednesdays at 4 30 pacific time we have a twitter space called toker talk and we usually will announce the partners on that space and then they get to come on board and talk to the community about their their products and and kind of give a pitch and then we also promote them on our Discord server, which has about 25,000 subscribers. And then we also promote them on our socials. And I think on Twitter, we have about 45,000 followers. 
So we do a lot of, of work with those partners to promote their brands to our community. And really it's just an exchange for a, for a discount. But yeah, we're up to, I was just looking at the list. I think we have about uh, 26 now uh, different partners that are out there. Um, any ranging from Fly Soul Shoes, which makes these amazing, heady, handmade, sustainable shoes. We've got MJ Arsenal that has killer glass, bubblers, dab rigs, that kind of thing. Vibes Papers, uh, Heisman, that I think I already mentioned. Uh, Mary Palmer that Luis yeah. mentioned earlier. They're, they've been a partner. DJ Stenny is a, a member. Uh, Phoenician Grinders. Marley Naturals, higher standards. Yeah, so there's lots of great, great options out there. That's excellent. And now do they have to provide their own artwork for the NFTs? Like there, or do you, you have artists that create them? How does that work? Yeah, so the partners, they don't, they don't get their own NFTs. Occasionally we will, like we created a custom NFT uh, for Dr. Dabber. And we've done that. We did one, we did custom NFTs for Cheech Marin and Tommy Chong and, oh, a, nice. and a few folks like that. We've, we've made some custom ones here and there, but for the most part, the NFTs, when they get originally published, that that's it. So right. um, yeah, we don't, we don't generally do that, but uh, anything's possible. We might, we could do maybe a special collection with uh with a brand, uh, somebody wants to get get uh, get really into it. There's definitely some things we could do. Right, right. So I see what now. I see how it works. Um, you become a member of the club. Your discount or your perks become included now as part of the NFT membership. Right. Correct. So right. what you do is you go on, you go on and buy it because the, the collection's closed. That's one of the coolest thing about this is that it's X amount of products. It was just 10,000, I believe for this pro uh, program. So they're on secondary sales. So now you buy them, you know, from another person who's looking to move on to a project, flip it or do whatever. And now you become a member of the project. A lot of times you go by that rule of three. You want to buy three because you take one you, for yourself, you keep it. You sell one to pay for your whole purchase, and then you sell one at a ridiculous price point so that you can make some money. That's just that uh, <laughs> kind of that flip rule. You know what I, I mean? I love it. So when you get in, and this is where we've been going, where we're getting everybody in, and this is where we have a short time, but NFT NYC is coming up. And I'm super excited about that. You know, we're on the Discord, we're on Twitter, we're on IG. I follow them all over the place, and they're very active. And, um, I, you know, very excited about what's going on for NFT NYC. And if you are in the Northeast area, you're a radio listener, you're either on our podcast, listening on our show, listening to one of the multiple streaming services or something, and you're in the Northeast and you don't have a toker and you're in cryptocurrency, you're going to miss some of the dopest real life event. Haha, <laughs> play on words um, at NFT NYC because I'm super excited. I've heard some of the things that are you know, being tossed around. I've heard some of the non-official things that are being tossed around. Everybody's talking about weed and cannabis and they're like NFT NYC has got a lot of stoners coming through. What are we going to do? And so I'm hearing it all and I'm excited. I was there last year. I've been a token holder over a year. So I'm, I'm super excited. Um, you know, this is what are the dates on that Lou? Uh, you off the top of my head. I pop Ryan, do you know the dates off the top of your head? 
Yeah, well, we're having an event on the 21st. So I believe NFT NYC is the 20th, the 21st, and the 22nd. Right. And we're having a, a private event for our club members at the Astor Club yep. on, on the 21st. So we're really excited about that. That's June yeah. 21st, a month. From and now. the local chapters yeah. and the local chapters are all doing little meetups and stuff. You know, a bunch of guys who are guys and gals that are flying in or driving up. Everybody's meeting up. Webby is, you know, we're doing our little hangout as well. We'll be at the Monkey. We'll be at Astro Club. You know, so local chapters, like Ryan was saying, are really taking ownership of the of this and really trying to do right by the local community in real world. Well, then you know, absolutely. And I, you know, I'm thinking I may fly up for that because I'm coming in for that other conference anyway, which is on the 25th, and it's the same week. So you, <laughs> My, uh, we'll get, we'll make. Sure. I will send you a toker. I've got. <laughs> We'll get you on the list, Joe. Don't you worry. There you go. Uh, now, you know, both of you guys obviously been in the cannabis industry and the feds now are thinking about legalizing or at least decriminalizing federally. Now, how does the NFT, how do you think we can get this can tie in with sort of a more of a national interstate distribution for cannabis? I mean, that's where we really want to go. We all want to be selling our products all over the country and eventually all over the world and not be relegated to just our state. Well, you know, thinking from a producer back end and what I would look at it is something interesting is, you know, the IP that comes with it, you know, so it's building into the brand, it's building into the community, it's building into making sure your local network finds value in it. And so say, well, I know for myself, I'm going to use some of the IP and some of my products and in turn, I'll be able to purchase more um, NFTs from that, help build the collection. And at that price, we'll also, I also believe that as an owner, you should not necessarily set your marketplace, but in this thing, you can say, hey, I'm not going to sell mine for less than X amount. So it kind of brings more value to it. So you kind of have to control all of that. And I think moving in, having that IP portion of it really gives a lot of ownership to it and having that ownership in the pro in the, in the, uh, products that are coming out there gives you that pride that that sense of ownership and that that feeling of responsibility to do the right thing so i think that that brand recognition nationally would go a really long way because if i say i, hey, I, I see what you're saying yeah, yeah 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 because if i'm saying hey i'm so and so from connecticut trying to sell something from connecticut and here's my branding and it's another it's another panda or something, whatever it is that's being made up and just that can be hit for some type of copyright infringement because it's switched from a toucan or whatever it is. At least this item, you own the IP for it. You don't have to worry about that portion of it. The brand is recognizable because it's national, international. And that's, that's what I find the value in that. And it builds that community. So being part of it, Ryan can say, hey, we've got this whole thing going. Um. We have this whole thing going, so right. So build the brand first, right? So like Willie's, everybody knows Willie's, right? Everybody knows Snoop has a brand. Everybody knows Mike Tyson has a brand. Everybody knows a lot of these cookies. However, I can't get those brands in Connecticut yet, right? But I could get NFTs. I can get some, you know, some digital stuff. And on uh, that note, pay the bills. Oh, okay. Well, why don't we let Ryan give his uh, info? Well, I'll pay the bills. You're listening to Cannabis Corner on WNHHLP 103.5 FM, broadcasting live from downtown New Haven. We're streaming live on TuneIn Radio and NewHavenIndependent.org.
We're also streaming live video on Facebook. Just go to facebook.com slash New Haven Independent or go to your Facebook page and look us up. All right. Okay. Now we got about a couple minutes late uh, left. Yep. And I got to tell you, this has been a very enlightening conversation, Ryan. I'd love to continue this with you more. Uh, is there anything you want to talk about before we sign off and give out your information and, and all that good stuff? No, I, I think we hit most of it, Joe. Really uh, appreciate you guys having me on today. We're excited. We've got a whole bunch of new stuff coming. So please follow us on, on Twitter at Crypto Canna Club. Uh, check us out on Discord. And uh, we'd love to have you a part of the community. Great. And Instagram, you're on all social media. And it's just all the crypto. social. All the yeah, social. You can find me at I'm Reito on Twitter. Okay. Very, very good. In the Discord, that's one of those things. Join the community because once you join the Discord, the Discord is super active. Yeah, I'm going to have to join that. I've been hearing yeah. so much about it. It is really cool, man. And this is the biggest part. It's community focused. And that's where you're like, wow, you really make a dope community. And even in our little neck of Connecticut, there's, there's like six or seven owners. And a lot of us own businesses as well. So it's pretty cool. Very, very cool. Well, I am looking forward to getting more involved in this, talking about it more. Uh, one last question before we go off the air. What is it with the apes and NFTs? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, Joe. I got no answers for you. People like cartoon monsters. What can I tell you? I don't know. They should like, they should like uh, cartoon tokers much more. That's what I think. I'm going to make a chicken, a chicken NFT or an iguana NFT for my animals that I have here down in Puerto Rico. All right. Well, if you want to follow right. the show, follow us. At uh, Green Media. Go ahead, bro. Let them all know. That at works. Green Haven Media or at Cannabis Corner Radio. You can follow me personally on Instagram or Facebook at Joe the Weed Guy. Uh, we can also, Lou, how do they find you? <laughs> You can follow us on Web Off Farms everywhere. And if you want to find me, look for Hemp Farmer Lou. <laughs> and Love good. I, I'm good. Next week, we're going to be off the air. Uh, the station is down for Memorial Day. So we'll be back on June 6th. Uh, there's up, a lot everybody. of everybody. Yeah, guys, enjoy your Memorial Day weekend. Go out there and have a great time. And um, we will see you all in a week after next week, two weeks. Ryan, thanks again. Crypto Cannabis guys. Take care. I was gonna clean my room until I got high. I was gonna get up and find the broom, but then I got high. My room is still messed up, and I know why. Why, man? Yeah, cause I got high. Because I got high. Because I got high. I was gonna go to class before I got high. Come on, y'all. Check it out. I could have cheated and I could have passed, but I got high. I'm taking it next semester, and I know why. Why, man? Yeah, cause I got high. Because I got high, because I got high. Go to the next, go to the next, go to the next. Uh. I was gonna go to court before I got high. Uh. I was gonna pay my child support, but then I got high. No, you wouldn't. Uh. They took my whole paycheck, and I know why. Why, man? Yeah, hey, cause I got high. 
because I got high, because I got high. La 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 da da I wasn't gonna run from the cops, but I was high. I'm serious, man. I was gonna pull right over and stop, but I was high. La la da Now I'm a paraplegic, and I know why. Why, man? Yeah, because I got high, because I got high, because I got high. La la la.